Welcome to Elements of Styles, the business podcast that trades in scarce thinking for community, conversation, and ideas in abundance. Each week, I, Mark Styles, sit with professionals and entrepreneurs, both local and global, and learn how they each add value to their communities, their partners, and their teams. Please enjoy. Hey, folks, welcome to Elements of Styles. Today, we have a special guest. It's actually a special platform. As you know, we have a private exclusive real estate community on Facebook called the Real Estate School at 892. The at is like your internet at. So the Real Estate School at 892. And Pat Lynch joined us on Friday afternoon talking about a new program, a new grant program for first-time homebuyers that is absolutely ridiculous. I said, we have got to get that out there. So we went live with our group on Facebook on Friday and decided that it's so important that we're going to convert it to the podcast here at Elements of Styles. So without further ado, here is Pat Lynch and myself from Friday talking about this amazing program with Mass Housing. Please enjoy. How are you doing, Pat? Great. Hey, Mark. It's great to be here. It's great to be live with all our friends out there. Let's do it. Let's get right into it. So folks, welcome to the Real Estate School at 892. Thank you for your community. Thank you for being part of this community of learning and, and accelerating and being of abundant minds. And we appreciate you joining us today. We really appreciate Pat Lynch from Bluestone Bank, who has come to talk about this amazing opportunity. So Pat, what I want to do is sit back and listen and learn and follow along with what exactly is going on. So Pat, what have you been talking with me about that we want to get out there to our real estate professional partners? Okay, so I'm going to dive right in. Here it is. Up to $50,000 of free money to first-time homebuyers that currently live in a community that was disproportionately affected by COVID. And I know that was a huge mouthful. And we so can I'm going to break out- it down. I want to break it down. So free. My mama always told me there is nothing that is free. What do you mean free? Let's talk about what a grant is versus a loan. So what is being delivered to these folks? So what's being delivered to them at closing on their first home, purchasing anywhere in Massachusetts, will be up to $50,000, and we'll explain the up to part a little bit later, that is automatically forgiven at the closing. There's no recorded mortgage, there's no repayment. It is truly a gift, and it's coming from mass housing, mass dreams, which is money that's coming from a COVID grant. So okay. it, is, it is not down payment assistance. It does not need to be paid back. No obligation to pay back if you fulfill the requirements and the eligibility status and they deliver you and approve you. This is basically funds that come with you to closing as, as, as maybe a rich uncle would do, a gift of cash to help you purchase your first home. So I heard you say that first time home buyers only. First time home buyers only. Um, anywhere in Massachusetts, they can purchase but they must currently be living in one of the areas that were disproportionately affected by COVID. It's 29 communities in Massachusetts. You know, think Boston, Fall River, New Bedford, Taunton, Attleboro, Randolph, Framingham, Quincy, for the South Shore people. If they're currently living in one of those communities, and we'll send out the list, 
they're a first time home buyer and they're at or below, and again, a big mouthful, at or below 135% of area median income. And depending on where you're living, 135% is $150,000, $160,000. So the very generous numbers, and I'll, talk, I'll narrow down a little bit on those, they get those funds to purchase a home with. So if they lived in one of these 29 enumerated counties, I'm going to run through them right now, Attleboro, Barnstable, Boston, Brockton, Chelsea, Chicopee, Everett, Fall River, Fitchburg, Framingham, Haverhill, Holyoke, Lawrence, Lemonster, Lowell, Lynn, Malden, Methuen, New Bedford, Peabody, Pittsfield, Quincy, Randolph, Revere, Salem, Springfield, Taunton, Westfield, and Worcester. If they currently reside, they cannot be a homeowner because they also need to be a first-time homebuyer. They currently reside in one of those communities, can prove that they live there, have residency, then they can go and purchase anywhere in the state? Anywhere in the state of Massachusetts, yes. So they have to, the, there's the income restrictions are based on the town or city in which they're buying in, not the one they're living in. Okay. So, you know, the income limits are more generous for Boston. So their income limits will be based on wherever they're purchasing. So if they live in Boston now and they're gonna purchase in Randolph, it's gonna be the income limits for Randolph. They, um, to the realtors out there, you've gotta work with a lender who works with mass housing. These all have to be done with mass housing first mortgages. And they need to understand the programs and the income limits for each program have to be met. So there's, we have access to huge matrices provided by mass housing, you need those to know what the income limit is for each city in town. Got it. So vice versa, if you're living in Randolph, where the eligibility requirements are lower, and you want to move into Boston, the idea is it's going to cost more to move to Boston, therefore, the income eligibility requirements are also higher. So let me understand um, what would uh, happen if someone was living in, say, South Boston, and they wanted to buy in Seaport. Is that something that can happen, staying in the community? Oh, yes. Yep. Yep. They can stay within the community as well. All so, of Boston is part of Boston. There's no all areas of that Boston. Are... Yes. This has been expanded to all of Boston, but not all of Suffolk County. So Got it. it's all of Boston. Excellent. Of so somebody is working with a first time home buyer, maybe a renter who's been talking about it, but what about the market? I don't know what's going on with the market. Maybe I should wait. This won't be around forever, right? It will not be around forever. We're, we're anticipating that the money could go pretty quickly. So let me give you a few more details on Let's how it, it works. So mass housing doesn't hand over a $50,000 check to somebody. So I'll break it down just into two categories. Up to $50,000 is for home buyers that are at or below 100% of area median income for the city or town in which they're purchasing in. And, and again, lots of information here, and we'll try to break it down even more in a couple of minutes. The second group of people, if they're making more than 100% of area median income, up to 135% of area median income, can have up to $35,000 in down payment assistance um, and grant money. The grant is used this way. The first 5% is a down payment 
on the property. So if the property is 500,000, 25,000 goes to its down payment. That's it. That's all that can be used for down payment is 5%. So we subtract that from the grant. The next thing they can use it for is to cover all closing costs and all prepaid items. The only thing we're understanding that Mass Housing isn't accepting for a prepaid item is that prepaid interest. So kind of a minor thing, but if you know, if there's prepaid interest, I think they're excluding that or that was in their initial call. And there's that a makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. They don't want to pay the interest. They want to pay right. the cost and the capital um, expenditure so, to purchase. So all, all allowable closing costs up to two points on a loan. So that's pretty significant. As you know, points buy down an interest rate for the life of the loan. Wow. In all prepaids. So they use that money. Let's just call that for this class, and let's say they were, they were paying two points to get the lowest possible interest rate. Let's call that in our scenario here, $15,000 more. Okay. Going So now they've used 25 plus 15, they're up to 40,000. There's still 10,000 available for their grant. They can use that money to pay for upfront single premium mortgage insurance if they use the money for that, then they have no monthly PMI on their loan. So, so they let, end me, up with let me get this straight. So they could purchase a property with 5% down, use the grant for that 5% down, pay up to two points, right? Whatever that number may be, use that money for the grant, pay the closing cost, I assume, as well, if there's room. And then what you're saying is if there still remains room, because they're only putting down 5%, and I assume they can put down more money if they want to, but if they're only putting down 5%, then they would be subject to a loan that requires mortgage insurance. And you're saying that they could use that grant funding to purchase upfront mortgage insurance as well, so they wouldn't have mortgage insurance on a monthly basis? Correct. Wow. Yes. Are you all here in this, learners? Are you... Are you seeing what I'm seeing? There's so many opportunities that are popping through my head right now. The, the first time homebuyer who's renting, who's thinking, I'm going to wait. I want to see what the market's going to do. Well, the government's helping us stabilize and mitigate. If they think that there's going to be some downside risk on values, here's a way to inject activity, right? Here's an opportunity for people to build equity right away with these fundings and give them the payment relief of mortgage insurance and all of this and to stabilize these these communities, Pat, this is unbelievable. It is, so not to get off the grant, but when we pair this with the Mass Housing First Mortgage, Mass Housing also has a first mortgage called Workforce Advantage that is up to another $50,000. That's not forgivable, this is down payment assistance, where they can use 10% towards a down payment. So. If somebody was buying a $500,000 house, they could use a down payment assistance on workforce advantage for a 10% down payment, that's 50,000. That has to be repaid when they sell the house or refinance. And then remember another 5% from the grant that isn't repaid, doesn't get recorded, that's a $75,000 down payment. And there's no money out of the customer's pocket at all. So tell me about that second note, the workforce. Workforce Advantage is a mass housing first mortgage program for borrowers that have household incomes 
at or below 80% of area median income based on their household side in the community, they have to be living and purchasing in one of those, I'm sorry, they don't have to be living in, they have to be purchasing in one of those 29 communities. Okay. The, those disproportionately. So if they're at or below 80% of area median income, they also have access to this particular program, which is Workforce Advantage. Workforce Advantage is a below market interest rate with no monthly PMI on it. So mass housing picks up the cost of PMI. Another little caveat with it is you can do down payment assistance up to 10% of the purchase price, not to exceed $50,000. That is recorded as a lien and that does get, there's no interest on it, gets repaid back when they sell the property. Okay, so it's what they would refer to as a silent second. Exactly. Got it. Similar to when people would modify their loan or when people were uh, accepting forbearance, they could package that up as a partial claim, put it on the back end. They still owe it, but it's not going to incur interest and there's not going to be a required payment back. That is amazing. And that's a bet. They're basically partnering on the equity, right? So the uh, mass housing is betting that it will appreciate in in value. Therefore, they're not really paying it back unless, of course, they were to sell sooner than what is intended, which these are first-time homebuyers who are going to be living in the home for a period of time. Is there any requirements around that, the amount of time? I mean, it sounds like it could be an opportunity for potential scammers too, right, that are going to come in and flip properties. I'm sure there's a way that they can monitor that and protect against that. So on the WFA, the Workforce Advantage Down Payment Assistance Program, that gets tacked on as a second lien to the property. If they turn around and sell the house um, you know, a month from now, they have to pay that back. These loans are for primary residences only. The, the homeowner, the potential homeowner has to sign a form that says their intent is to live in this property as their primary residence. Everybody asks the question, well, how long does that have to be? Well, most people buy their primary residence to live in for several years. Um, You know, if we don't advise people to commit fraud when you're dealing (laughs) with federal and state agencies. So if you're buying this first home to flip it, and it doesn't make any sense with the grant, because when you think about it, if you've been to a closing lately, folks, uh, learners, if you've been to the closing and you see that FBI badge on one of the documents, it's it's the folks are certifying under the pains and penalties of perjury that it is going to be their primary residence. They intend to live there and and uh, be their domicile with their family or whomever it is, but they're not renting it out. The intent is not to flip it or rent it out. It's to move in and make it your home. That's why these funds are being granted, right? given. Basically, the the first one is the grant, and I'm sure they're signing affidavits there. So again, if anyone's coming to you and asking how to skirt it, no, absolutely not. But if they're in the place that they want to buy that first home, and it falls into one of these neighborhoods, or they live in one of these neighborhoods, and they want to buy anywhere else, right? Pat was talking about that. If they're in one of the 29 communities, and they want to buy anywhere else, They have the ability to get this grant. If they're in a community and they want to stay in the community and better that community and buy in that community, there's even more funding available for them, but they have to be telling the truth. So let's be very clear. If any of the real estate investors approach you on this, absolutely not. Non-starter. 
conversation over. This is for first time home buyers. Now, Pat, explain to me um, that not all lenders are going to be eligible to deliver this product. Can you can you speak on that for a little bit? So the lenders who are able to do this product are the lenders who are currently mass housing approved lenders. So whoever those people are, and those are both bank and non-bank, but then the ones who could meet the criteria that mass housing set up, um, and there was a little bit of criteria they set up, and you and as a lender, you had to register with mass housing to be eligible for this. We don't know who those people are yet. That'll be on their website on Monday the 12th. So if, if you don't mind, Mark, I, I am gonna give out the, the website address. Okay. I am gonna ask realtors to not log into it on Monday. It won't go live until Monday. We think it's gonna be inundated with first time home buyers and would like to keep it open to the first time home buyers. So this is a little bit of the logistics. So I'm just gonna read you the email address, uh, not the email address, the web address that you're gonna direct your home buyers to, to pre-register for eligibility. So it is mymasshome.org. What a potential home buyer is gonna do is they are going to put in their little blurb of information, including where they live and how much they make. And this is, we refer to this as borrower self-identified. There's no documentation required for this. They're just gonna go in, put in their name, and they're gonna get a little paper certificate that they can print from Mass Housing that says, based on the information that you put in, unverified, it appears you're eligible for this grant. They will then take that little blurb to their approved lender. The funds can't be reserved. Remember this $40 million, there's a lot of money here. Um, this $40 million, they can't be reserved until the people go out, find a home, get an accepted offer and have a fully executed purchase and sales agreement. At that point, they will upload to the Mass Housing website their pay stubs, W-2s, and their two forms of identification to prove where they're currently living. Two forms of identification must be within a 30-day period, and that'll identify, and then Mass Housing will give them a commitment for, for up to 50,000 or up to 35,000. So there's two steps in this process. Um, but Mass Housing is telling us they believe the money's gonna last a long time, that it shouldn't be a scramble. If I don't find a house today, I'm not gonna be able to get the money. Um, you know, you can do the math out. There's, you know, there's at least 1,500, at least 1,500 grants available. And remember, these people also have to be able to do a Mass Housing first time home buyer, first mortgage. So they have to meet all those criteria. Right, right. So step one is the home buyer goes through the web portal, finds out if they're eligible, they have a certificate, and then they have Bluestone Bank as somebody that they can go to get the pre-approval, figure out what they can buy and their buyer agent one of our learners on here can then take them shopping now 
Pat, are you available to chat with real estate agents and professionals who have questions about this and see if their scenario with their buyers? Yes. So I'll give you a phone number, the direct line to my desk, 781-293-3202. I also put my email down by my name. If you need to chat about it, give me a call. The real key thing to this, the first criteria that you have to keep in mind is they must be a first-time home buyer. All borrowers on the application must be first-time home buyers. And they have to live in one of those disproportionately affected communities that mark right off. But right both, now. Borrowers, both borrowers do not need to be living, only one borrower. So for example, if you have somebody who's living in the city of Boston and the other person buying with them, is living at home with their parents in Reading, Massachusetts, not one of the communities, as long as one of them lives in a disproportionately affected community, they're eligible, but both have to be first time home buyers. Pat, we also have a question uh, from our Facebook Live learners. Uh, and I think we, we may have talked about this, it may have crossed in time. Uh, do they have to contribute any of their own money toward the down payment in addition to the 5% the grant is giving? So the answer to that in most cases is no. Keep in mind, if they're purchasing a two to four family property, they need mass housing requires on multifamily properties that the borrower has three to 5% of their own savings. Um, not just a gift from a family member, but their own savings into the transaction. So multifamilies, yes. Key also, and again, this is more to the realtor side, if they have to put a deposit on an offer and a purchase and sales agreement, um, that has come from the borrower's own funds. Um, none of the grant or down payment assistance will be given up front as a deposit on a purchase and sales agreement. So we still have to have that conversation with our home buyers that you know if you have zero money in the bank you're you're probably not you got to have some money because you got to put down a deposit and again in this market the realtors would have a better feel of you know is a two thousand dollar deposit on a pns going to cut it these days or are they looking for eight nine ten thousand dollars right so it's very similar to a va hundred percent uh financed you have to put an earnest money deposit down but at closing that money can be delivered back to you because of the costs and the and the credits and all of what grants and and such. That's that's uh, right. very very interesting. We have actually we have one more question here. Is this the MHP one program? So two different programs, um, and I'm glad somebody asked that question. Mass housing got this big chunk of money. MHP, which is Mass Housing Partnership, also got a portion of this money and it, they can do it with the MHP-1 program as well. But I can't talk about the MHP-1 program in as much detail because I'm not an MHP-1 lender. We chose Mass Housing over Mass Housing Partnership. So yes, it can be coupled with the MHP-1 program and it works, it works similar, but their income limits and guidelines are a little more restrictive. Got it. 
Okay, so there are benefits, but there are more eligibility requirements that may be. Now, another question we have here is what is the turnaround time for a commitment? So I would imagine that's specific to you at Bluestone uh, and what the process is for the grant. So I would say step-by-step, Let's manage expectations for our buyer agents that when they're meeting with some of their buyers and they say, look at, we've got this new opportunity for you. I know you were thinking about sitting on the bench for a little bit, but I think it's an opportunity for us to go out and find that home of your dreams. Step one, you said you go online. I imagine that doesn't take a very long time. They're going to do, it's kind of like a prequal. It's what you told them. And they're saying, yes, if this is all true, then yeah. So it's kind of a first time qualification without much teeth, but then they bring it to you at Bluestone to verify and truly underwrite. So what would be the turnaround time? I guess once, and I'm assuming Nanette, you mean once that certificate of eligibility is brought to Pat to then underwrite and figure out um, the eligibility of the borrower to closing. So what would that timeline look like once it gets to you? So I'm assuming we're still talking about the pre-approval stage. So whatever turn time we need for pre-approval. So, you know, 24, 48 hours. But again, remember, we're doing a pre-approval for something that requires all income to be verified, because even though it's not going to be used to qualify with. So, for example, if somebody says, I receive child support, but I'm not going to use that for qualifying. Under this program, we have to verify that because we have to ver- verify all income, regardless of whether it's being used to qualify. So we get that done. Now, the, the next thing would be once they sign that PNS and that gets uploaded to the mass housing portal, along with the borrower's documents, because remember, it's mass housing that's going to issue this grant. So Mass Housing has told us once that PNS is uploaded by us, the lender typically, we're uploading it with a file. Then Mass Housing sends an email to the borrower and gives them five days to get their documents. And it should not take a borrower five days to do their documents and sign a couple things with Mass Housing. Then Mass Housing will issue a grant commitment. Got it. So mass housing issues, the grant commitment, how much time has elapsed from that first meeting with you until then? Do we expect, I know this is all new and we're kind of spitballing because we don't, this is first impression. We're actually first literally talking about something that's not even available until Monday, but um, assuming all things move normally, what would the expectation be for folks if they're putting together offers with uh, commitment dates and closing dates and such. So realistically, Mass Housing has told us that once the borrower submits all their stuff, they should be able to issue the commitment within 48, 72 hours. That's the commitment for the grant. We're going to give you, you know, we have to send them all the figures of what it's going to be. But we're going to, right now, we're giving you a commitment for $38,582, whatever that number is, based on down payment, closing costs, prepaid items, um, and upfront mortgage insurance, if if they're doing that program. Then the loan goes through underwriting on the lender side, as it would, because remember, we can't underwrite and approve the loan until we know that Mass Housing has approved the grant, because we're using that chunk of money. That, again, if Mass housing is done in 48 hours. We're ready to go as is 48 hours. So the turnaround time, you know, giving a lender, you know, 
21 days to 25 days for commitment should still be fine. The, the biggest delay as always is gonna be the appraisal. That's, um, there will be no waiving of appraisals on these. Um, appraisals will be done on all of them. So that's gonna be the key. At what point are we ordering the appraisal? Does the home buyer wanna wait for their commitment from mass housing first before they order their appraisal? So that's really the time frame for getting these loans closed really should be no different than any other loan. You know, if you, if you have a financing commitment of 30 days and a closing 10 days later, that should still work. But just keep, keep in mind, mass housing won't even look at it until there's a fully executed purchase and sales because they're doing the income based on where the person is buying. So if they issue a commitment letter it's for that particular property remember you could change from you know just a small change from let's say from i'm going to go brockton to to taunton can bump somebody out of qualifying got it well that makes perfect sense i think uh you've done a great job recapping and and uh spelling out this opportunity really for our learners and their clients to geez i mean the business owners with ppp it was very important this is very important folks there's a, there is other fundings out there too if you have clients who are struggling and they're behind on their mortgage due to the impacts of of covid potentially of forbearances there's another program mass half h a f you know, to help uh, mitigate foreclosures, I'm sure you're going to start to get phone calls from people who are struggling. Okay, so HAF, Housing Assistance Fund, very similar, came with the COVID uh, relief packages. Landlords, tenants, there's still funding available for that. That's RAFT, R-A-F-T, right? Uh, that helps with um, back rent, right? And they pay the back rent and they pay it to stabilize and to keep people in their homes. And now we're looking to put people in new homes. Pat, I appreciate you reaching out to me and saying, I got to stand at the top of the mountain and scream down and let everybody know what is available out there. And folks, you're, you're looking at uh, Pat right here, Pat Lynch at bluestonebank.com. And we have her phone number right here in the chat, 781-293-3202. Reach out, scenario with her. She knows what is going on with this product and this benefit, this grant, this awesome opportunity for folks. Uh, we're going to leave this up on the Facebook. So if you missed any portion of it, go back from the beginning. This is gold. Pat, thank you. We appreciate you. you so very much. Thank you. Hey, thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe on your platform of choice for a new episode each week and share this with everyone and anyone. If you have any questions or comments or have an idea for another guest, feel free to shoot me an email at mstyles at styles-law.com. That's M-S-T-I-L-E-S at styles-law.com. And if you are a real estate professional, be sure to check us out on our private exclusive Facebook page, The Real Estate School at 892 for content and Massachusetts continuing education opportunities. Be well, folks. Today's episode is sponsored by Secure Securitytle helps Massachusetts real estate attorneys, real estate agents, loan professionals, buyers, and sellers with all of their title, settlement, and escrow needs. Securitytle, S-E-C-U-R-I-T-I-T-L-E.com, where security and title come together. 
This podcast is being provided for informational purposes only. The podcast is not a comprehensive overview of the subject and is not intended to provide legal or financial advice or an endorsement of any product or business. The views expressed by podcast guests are their own and their appearance on the podcast does not imply any endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Please seek legal, financial, or tax advice before taking any action on the matters or products discussed herein.